Lord, open thou my lips, and my mouth shall show forth thy praise. Make haste, O God, to deliver me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I'm going to use at the very bottom... Um, I'll do a seasonal invitatory and then we'll do at the top of page seven. The Lord has redeemed his people. Oh, come, let us worship him. Oh, come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with songs. For the Lord is our great God and a great king above all gods. In his hands are the deep places of the earth. The strength of the hills is his also. Thus he is his, and he made it, and his hand formed the dry land. O come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The Lord has redeemed his people. Oh, come, let us worship him. The hymn is number 20 in your green book. Why? 
smiles the flesh allure, and make us in thy sight impure. Light slumbers, let our eyelids take the heart to thee, be still awake, and thy right hand protection be to those who love and trust in thee. O Lord, our strong defense be nigh, bid all the powers of darkness fly. Preserve and watch o'er us for good, whom thou hast purchased with thy blood. Remember us, dear Lord, we pray, whilst burdened in the flesh we stay. Thou only canst the soul defend be with us, Savior, to the end. Amen. You may be seated. The psalmody is in your white insert. responsibly. So rent your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. treacherously without cause. Show me your ways, O Lord. Teach me your path. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. On you I wait all the day. remember the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions. According to your mercy, remember me for your goodness sake, O Lord. Oh, Lord, 
pardon my iniquity, for it is great. Who is the man that fears the Lord? Him shall he teach in the way he chooses. He himself shall dwell in prosperity. And his descendants shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord is with those who fear him, and he will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. The troubles of my heart have enlarged. Bring me out of my distresses. Look on all my affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. Consider my enemies, for they are many, and they hate me with cruel hatred. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait for you. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. So rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful. Slow to anger of great kindness. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord and he will have mercy on him. Psalm 6. Share your bread with the hungry. Bring to your house the poor who are cast out. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth, shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your regard. O Lord, do not rebuke me in your nor chasten me in your hot displeasure.
My soul also is greatly troubled, but you, O Lord, how long? For in death there is no remembrance of you. In the grave who will give you thanks? I am with my groaning. All night I make my bed swim. I drench my couch with my tears. My eye wastes away because of grief. It grows old because of all my enemies. Depart from me, all you workers of iniquity. For the Lord has heard the voice of my weeping. The Lord has heard my supplication. The Lord will receive my prayer. the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end. Amen. Share your bread with the hungry. Bring to your house the poor who are cast out. When you see the naked, cover him. Do not hide yourself from your own flesh. Then your light shall break forth like the morning. Your healing shall spring forth speedily. And your righteousness shall go before you. The glory of the Lord shall be your God. Psalm 91 But rather give alms of such things as you have Then indeed all things are clean to you. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not rule. A treasure in the heavens that does not fail. Where no thief approaches, nor moth destroys. Oh, where your treasure is, there your will be also. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Surely he shall deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the perilous pestilence. He shall cover you with his feathers and under his wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall 
You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor of the arrow that flies by day. A thousand may fall at your side, and ten thousand at your right, your, your right hand, but it shall not come near you. Because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the Most High, your dwelling place. No evil shall be for you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In them they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the cobra, the young lion and the serpent you shall trample underfoot. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end Amen but rather give alms of such things as you have, then indeed all things are clean to you. Sell what you have and give alms. Provide yourselves money bags which do not grow old. A treasure in the heavens that does not fail, where no thief approaches, nor moth destroys. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Responsory for each reading is on page 9, and then at the end is the full responsory on page 10. The epistle for Ember Wednesday is from the 24th chapter of Exodus. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to me on the mountain and be there, and I will give you tablets of stone and the law and commandments which I have written, that you may teach them. So Moses arose with his assistant Joshua, and Moses went up to the mountain of God, and he said to the elders, 
Wait here for us until we come back to you. Indeed, Aaron and Hur are with you. If any man has a difficulty, let him go to them. Then Moses went up into the mountain, and a cloud covered the mountain. Now the glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it six days. And on the seventh day he called to Moses out of the midst of the cloud. The sight of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the top of the mountain in the eyes of the children of Israel. So Moses went into the midst of the cloud and went up into the mountain. And Moses was on the mountain forty days and forty nights. Here ends the reading. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. The second reading is from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 12. Then some of the scribes and Pharisees answered, saying, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. The men of Nineveh will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, because they repented at the preaching of Jonah. And indeed, a greater than Jonah is here. The Queen of the South will rise up in the judgment with this generation and condemn it, for she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And indeed, a greater than Solomon is here. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation. While he was still talking to the multitudes, behold, his mother and brother stood outside, seeking to speak with him. Then one said to him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside seeking to speak with you. But he answered and said to the one who told him, Who is my mother, and who are my brothers? And he stretched out his hand toward his disciples and said, Here are my mother and my brothers, for whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Here ends the Gospel. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us. For, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Thy word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thy glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of thy house and the place where thy glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. 
Lord, I have loved the habitation of thy house and the place where thy glory dwells. For the catechism reading, if you'll turn to your green book, Page 212, the sacrament of the altar is our catechism for this, at these ember days. The sacrament of the altar as the head of the family should teach it in all simplicity to his household. What is the sacrament of the altar? Answer. It is the true body and blood of our Lord Jesus Christ under the bread and wine for us Christians to eat and to drink, instituted by Christ himself. Where is this written? Answer. The holy evangelists Matthew, Mark, Luke, and St. Paul write thus. Our Lord Jesus Christ, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup when he had supped, gave thanks, and gave it to them, saying, Take, drink ye all of it, this cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the remission of sins. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. What is the benefit of such eating and drinking? Answer, that is shown by these words, given and shed for you for the remission of sins, namely, that in the sacrament, Forgiveness of sins, life, and salvation are given us through these words. For where there is forgiveness of sins, there is also life and salvation. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us consider the reasons for the institution of the Lord's Supper. We should understand the sacrament has been instituted first to instruct individuals, that is, to arouse and strengthen that faith in us. Then, in order that, number two, that in it might be Uh, done in memory of the suffering and resurrection of Christ, that it might be taught forever among us by this rite. And finally, number three, that it may be the basis for a public gathering in which the Church of God shows that it is separate and distinct from, well, all other uh, opinions. God has revealed himself to the human race. He has done it by sure and clear testimonies, uh, even more admirable than the creation itself, which is a testimony. He has done it by declaring his own will for us in clear promises in uh, the word. And by the voicing of these promises, he has established and gathered together unto himself a church. He did that from the very beginning Well, of creation, this revelation convinces us that we are uh, of great concern to God and that we are seen by him. And on account of these words of revelation, uh, which have been written, uh, that God has been, well, desiring to receive us back as our, well, fallen first parents by the giving to them of that promise. He, he commanded Noah uh, to do to build an ark. He gave new promises to Abraham. He led the people of Israel out of Egypt. And uh, he has given to his church a sure home and a, a place of residence. He has continued to send out his prophets 
until finally he sent us his son, our Lord Jesus Christ. And by raising him from the dead and other miracles, uh, we have that great importance of the promises, that is, that founded the church or created faith. And, but just as often should we more consider the sacraments, that is, the outward testimonies that were added by God that they might be guarantors of the promise. There are great and important reasons why God is ex, why He has included external promises, external rights, added them to the promise. Things like circumcision, Passover, temple sacrifices in the old, and then baptism and. and Lord's Supper in the New. First, they are personal admonitions to those who are using them of the promise and God's will toward us. And through faith in the use of those, God is arousing in us uh, that faith and he is strengthening it. The second is that there is a memory of the event that it may more publicly be uh, uh, lasting, that the promise might faithfully be passed on to all posterity. You see, for the rites come before our eyes over and over again, and it is manifest that by these rituals it is conducive to keeping things in our memory and propagating them. And many of these rituals in the past have painted a picture of the promises of God, just as circumcision served as an instruction to Abraham and his posterity regarding the seed which was to come and how the eating of sacrificed animals instructed the fathers concerning the coming death of our Lord. Third reason is that these rites that have been instituted, like the Lord's Supper, form the basis for a public gathering together. You see, God wills that there might be a public ministry of the gospel. He does not will that it would take place in hidden places or that the voice of the gospel is somehow to be shut up in a secret. He wants it to be heard by the whole human race and he wants himself to be known and worshipped. Therefore, he wills that it be public and honorable gatherings and that in these not only the voice of the gospel sound forth, but he wants the sacraments also that these gatherings might be witnesses of, again, a separation of God, the saints, apart from the sects and facts of, of, of other opinions. God wills that his church on earth would be seen and it would be heard, and he wills that it would be separate from the many public and well-known well uh, 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 sects and false religions and, and their gatherings. It has always been this way, in the same way we, we read of Adam and Seth, Enoch, Noah, Shem and Abraham. They all had their congregations, and later the nation of Israel had many worship rituals, that they might show themselves to be different from the Gentiles, and it would be clearly seen. But what is the devil doing? He has tried and is still trying to destroy this public ministry of the gospel. He is trying to scatter the flock and the gatherings of the church that it might be at least put into secret and, and kept out of public view. But God, of his immeasurable mercy, has always preserved and restored that ministry of the gospel and the public gatherings. You see, God has promised that he will preserve his church. And in the Lord's Supper, we actually have a, a promise of that very thing, where the Lord has told us that we are to proclaim his death until he comes. Yes. You see, we affirm that the church of God will not be destroyed in this world, but that the Lord's Supper will be celebrated until he returns, and the Lord's death will be announced by means of it. And those who retain this, well, purity of the gospel and the godly reuse of the sacraments will find that they are certainly defended and protected by this Lord's Supper. 
And so we see that this public rite is described, as we read, by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and St. Paul. And then we hear St. Paul, moving to our third point, teach us that when you come together, 1 Corinthians 11:18, what does this mean? But that he wants this supper to be a ceremony of the public gathering at the same time that he wills that the gospel be taught and that there might be discussion and teaching about our Lord Jesus Christ and that we would give thanks. He desires that when you come together that this very thing be done. Do this in remembrance of me. This is not an empty spectacle which he has provided for us. But Christ is truly present, and through this ministry, he gives us his own body and blood to those who eat and to those who drink. And having been instructed by these words, we should believe that Christ has truly died for us, put to death for us. He has been raised and reigns, and now he is present with his church. And in this ministry, he wishes to join himself to us. And so, the churches are to be instructed. They are to be taught by his words to make a more frequent use of the sacrament of his body and blood, that they would be moved to a more ardent prayer and to thanksgiving. You see, in days gone by, from the beginning of the church, the use of the sacrament was more frequent, as the histories show Furthermore, it is manifest uh, that we should be careful because you see the eating of this meal is of no benefit to those who are not repentant and who continue in their sins against conscience. St. Paul instructs us, he who eats this bread or drinks the cup of the Lord unworthily is guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. So you see, those who do not fear the Lord or have faith, they don't have repentance or faith, they knowingly persist in their sins against conscience, they are to eat unworthily. And Paul says, he who eats and drinks unworthily eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. And so what do we find? That he increases his punishment, not only by his previous sins, which are also bad, but by this crime of bringing shame upon the body of the Lord. Thus, there ought to be repentance and and fear of God, which is necessary. And so, within this Lord's Supper, if we're talking about this public gathering and the worthy reception of it, there needs to be both repentance and faith. Because we celebrate the memory of the death of Christ. And when you hear that the body of Christ has been given for you and that the blood of Christ has been shed for you, the first thing that should come to mind and instruct us is that there has been the great anger of God our Father against our sins, which we, by virtue of our merits and uh, uh, virtues, are, could not uh, placate, but it can only be atoned for by the death of his Son. And so we should judge that this sin is no minor evil, but uh, More so than that, there is the necessity of faith which receives the remission of sins. For here in the sacrament, we find that the remission of sins is also offered and applied to the believer. For in the words, this is my blood of the new covenant, we are being assured of the gospel, the entire gospel, and the benefit given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. And this promise requires faith He who does not repent, nor seeks, nor receives remission, does not receive worthily. And so, when we hear, are instructed about our Lord Jesus Christ and his death, the second thing that it should remind us is that this is done for the forgiveness of his sins. And then there will be a beneficial eating and drinking for the strengthening of faith and the receiving of the remission of sins. So thus it has been necessary that the Lord might, well, institute this Lord's Supper for us, that we might regard the use of it. That is, uh, that first it might teach us that you have become a member of his body and you are instructed truly to receive him. And having believed, and well, in this faith, 
uh, you will gather together with other believers uh, that you might receive him and give thanks that by his death he has satisfied the wrath of God and he has given us the remission of sins. Amen. May the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and minds in faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. The Benedictus is on page 15. Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and has raised up a horn of salvation for us at the house of his servant David as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets, who have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us to perform the mercy promised to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath which he swore to our father Abraham to grant us that we being delivered from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the highest. For you will go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. To give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God, with which the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to those who sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Page 22, the Kyrie. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Mercifully hear our prayers, we beseech thee, O Lord, and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty against all our enemies. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. O Lord, mercifully hear our prayer and stretch forth the right hand of thy majesty. Defend us from them that rise up against us. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee in the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Bless with our Lord. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all.